have some notes in front of me to make a sidetrack. And I'm, I'm going to ask those who help deliver the message, that is the side that you see, I'm going to ask you to turn to number two, slide two up there. Good. Numbers 10 and 11. At the name of Yeshua. That's right. Yeshua. That's the Jewish name for Jesus. Then at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend or bow of things in heaven and things on earth. And by the way, I have my new glasses, so I should be able to read a little bit better. Can I get an amen? amen. It's been a long time. And things on the, the earth. I'm going slow because I need to go slow because of the message this morning is kind of the message. It's a message in which I must go slow so that both you and I can understand. So I'm going to read verse 10 again. That the name of Jesus or Yeshua, every knee should bow of things in heaven. Did you get that? Every knee. And things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord, curious or curious, to the glory of God the Father. And I'm going slow to enable you and me to. Now I want you up there to turn to slide 31. Now I just read this. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. I wonder what it means by things under the earth, even the demons. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I just asked the staff to turn to slide 31, and this is what it looks like. I want you to keep in mind, that's what it just said. Every knee shall bow. Now I'm turning to slide 31. <clears throat> I didn't have this planned until the last minute, and I think it was the Holy Spirit and I hope it was the Holy Spirit who told me to make this comparison. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. <clears throat> that all, and that all should confess that all those who before should men, mention I'm going slow. Should acknowledge Jesus is Christ 
or absolute authority and thus glorify the Father who hath who has exalted Jesus as governor and his human nature, his ineffable glory in virtue of his passion, death, resurrection, and atonement, which has made by his many attributes and divine nature have come the divine law magnified, made, and an eternal glory. What's that referring to? Jesus is Lord. And in the Old Testament, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jehovah is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can I get a witness? I don't know why I made that comparison. But as I said on my last two days, I've been thinking about this regularly. Every initial about to Jehovah or Yahweh. Every initial about to the Lord. Someday, those who deny Jesus Christ as Lord, Jesus Christ as the eternal Son of God. Now, I've heard this said many times, and I'm not someone new who said, we, you, going to bow to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. As one preacher said, you can bow now or you can bow later. But you and I, and this is not in the text, this is not what I'm going to talk about, are going to acknowledge the eternal Son of God. He's the one who said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm going to say it right now. You and I, if you're not saved, you're lost. Got to get a witness. I don't need Jesus. I'm going to do it all by myself. May I say, if our gospel be hid, it is hid. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, to those who are lost, in whom the God of this age has put a veil over your eyes, not knowing that you need a Savior, the Savior, 
He came to seek and to save you and me. And that's a very not trivial verse. It's a very important verse. And this is all priv- this is all before I start this message. And it's not trivial. For God so loved you. Let's make it real personal. For God so loved you that he sent the son of his love. If you would just place your trust in what has he done. What did he do, Brother Bruce? He took all your sins. And he nailed them to his cross. And he said, you're going to get tired of me saying this. It's finished. It's complete. It's paid in full. I don't know who you are today. He's talking to somebody in here who doesn't know the Lord. And I don't know who you are. And I'm not supposed to know. But you know. That you're lost. And he came to seek and save you. I'm going to ask you today. I don't know who you are. Won't you let him in? Behold, I'm standing at the door. And I'm knocking. Won't you let me in? Before it's eternally too late. Can I get a witness? Now to the subject, number one, if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill my love, I know, said my joy, that you be like mine, have the same love, be one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness in mind. Let each esteem others, I know it says other, better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What about it? This is not in your notes. Look at that verse. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christian, you and I can have the mind of Christ. Can I get a witness? How do you get that? Be you transformed in the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Your mind, because of the Holy Spirit, can be renewed one day, one step, one moment, one yielding at a time to reveal the mind of Christ. Can I get a witness? I'm going to ask you today, and this is not in the script, are you and I, that's right, you and I, this, I'm not, I'm part of this. 
you're part of this. You can have the mind of Christ through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you, and I didn't mean to say this, how far are you and I being removed, wrong word, being renewed by the mind of Jesus Christ through the power of God the Holy Spirit? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, here's where we start our sermon, I hope. Who, being in the form of God, who is in the form of God? Jesus. Though thought it not Robert to be equal with God, number two, but made himself of no reputation, that's King James, Actually, the word is emptied. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. God exalted his son. And given him a name which is above every name. And you just read these two verses. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm picking on you. Is Jesus Lord in your life? Do you listen to his voice? Do you listen to that still saying voice? That's right, saying voice. Who's that voice? The whole voice of the Holy Spirit. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's, let me ask you again, Christian. Is Jesus or money or cars, or television, or whatever. Is that Lord in our lives? I pray not. Number three, taking a look at who being, very important. I could almost stop right there. I am going to stop. In the form of God, very important. Thought of not robbery to equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He emptied himself. I don't think I'm going to get to that, so I'm going to say it right now. Say he emptied himself. What did he empty himself of? Did he empty himself of anything? He emptied himself for you and me. Not that he emptied out himself, but he emptied himself to become your Lord and Savior. Can I get an amen? amen? How much did he empty himself? To the death of the cross. I'll get to that later. And took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Number four. Being number four. George Lawler, author of When God Became Man, states the following regarding the word being. The New Testament writers directed by the Holy Spirit, 
adopted this word and used it in the sense of prior existence, extent, denoting an original condition extended into the present. Furthermore, Mr. Laura provides us with the following three exciting, say exciting, I'm getting ready to get excited by falling off this thing here. Furthermore, Mr. Lawler provides us with the following three exciting scriptures. When you read the word, I don't know if you get excited or not, but a lot of us certainly do. Can I get a witness? What's so not exciting about reading the word of God? Or is it just another book? The Bible says there's one thing that God honors above his own name, magnifies his own name, is the word. How often do you get into the word? Is it just another comic book? Or some other kind of reading material? Matthew 19.21 is the first exciting example of being. Not in the form of God, but being. Here's what he says. Jesus said unto him, Matthew 19.21, If you be perfect, go and sell what you have and give it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Jesus said, if you will be complete, go and sell what you, your possessions and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Come. Follow me. Number six. While these words here set forth the present reality of the young man's positions, at the same time, it signifies prior existence. For the property and assets of the ruler must refer to the past, but both as the origin and the young man's coming into possession of them. Clearly, it describes the ruler's worldly possessions or worldly belongings and riches, which he began and accumulated in the past and was still gathering at the time of his confrontation with Christ. What are you getting to? I'm getting to the word being. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If you, being a Jew, live after the manner of Gentiles, and not as do the other Jews, what Compilation, or what compilation, or what comparison do you have with the, as to with the Jews? I know it's getting boring right now, but I'm, I'm saying this for a reason. I'm comparing it, the word being in the form of God. But when they, when I saw that they were not f straightforward about the truth of the gospel. I said to Peter in the presence of all, if you being a Jew 
live like the Gentiles and not like the Jews, how is it that you compel the Gentiles to live like the Jews? It is quite obvious at the time of this controversy at Antioch, Peter was radical exactly what he had been to the Jews originally, basically, presently, Peter was a Jew. I'm going to close this book up. I'm going to speak plainly to you. Are you here today? Are you lost? Do you know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior? If the Lord were to call you home, If he were to call you out of this world, where would you spend eternity? With reference to Jesus Christ, that word being in the form of God, Jesus Christ was in the form of God before the world began. Can I get a witness? He's not a created being. He's not the first of God's creation. He is the creator. Can I get a witness? You were saved by him who was and is and is coming. The great I am. Number nine, with reference to Christ, the word denotes the fact that our Lord had a previous existence and considered it a state of being in which the beginning, he was before the beginning and from the beginning, while being donates a positive, let me get this right because I want you to get this right, this word does not indicate that Christ was eternal. But in context, being in the form of God entirely agrees with the New Testament that Jesus, being the Lord Jesus Christ, was in the form of God. I should say the Christ was in the form of God before creation. Number 10, why Bruce, you copycat. Paul used this word being. Paul used this word being in Philippians 2, 3.20 to describe the fact that our citizenship is in heaven. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you again. I don't know why I diverted from the message for, for a moment. There's someone here, or someone's here. You don't know where you're going to spend eternity. Paul used this word again in Philippians 3.20 to describe the fact that our citizenship is in heaven. Let me ask you this question before I go on, but number 10. These things 
I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. Don't you let anyone, I don't care if it's Pastor Bruce, whoever it may be, tell you that you cannot know where you're going to spend eternity. Can I get a witness? But why do you say that? These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know, not hope so, not maybe so, but know so. Where did you get that from, Brother Bruce? First John chapter 5, verses 10 through 13. These things I have written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know. God wants you to know. He doesn't want you to be in doubt where you're going to spend eternity. Paul used these words again in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 to describe the fact that our citizenship is in heaven. This is, the significance is plain. The great commonwealth in which there is saved our citizens has a fixed location in heaven where its head applies. Its existence does not start at the day of the first conversion or from entrance of the first citizen. Rather, it is a fixed by divine decree that was prepared by God the Father for the redeemed. What do you mean by that? Before you got saved, now you're going to think I'm being in error, but you can look this up. Before you got saved, God had already prepared a place for you in his glory. He's prepared a place for you. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's mansions are many mansions. I didn't say that right. In my Father's house are many mansions, not just for you, me, but for many of the redeemed. Can I get a witness? Let me ask you, are you redeemed? Rather, it is, a, it is fixed by divine decree and prepared by God for the redeemed. It is now, you can see it in the talents, what a word has been from the beginning into, in creation. It's a sovereign plan of God. Number 11. Jesus Christ is the being of God. The word being means existence, whether a person is within and without. It is the very essence of a person, what a person is, that part of a person that cannot be changed. It is who a person is and all that he is. Who are you? Who am I? I want to let you know something. God knows who you are inside and out. 
You can't fool the Lord. Can I get a witness? He knows if we're praying. He knows when we're rising. He knows if we're falling. He knows what's going on in our hearts right now. It's who you are. Number 12. Who being the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. I got four or five different versions. Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Why do you keep on talking about he was in the form of God? Because you have so many isms and schisms who deny who Jesus is. Let me ask you a question before I go on. Who do you say that he is? Is he an angel? The greatest of angels. Is he a great teacher? Of course he is. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God? Who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider robbery or equality with God something to be grasped? Why are you talking like that, Pastor Bruce? I'm going to say it again. Who is Jesus? And what did he do for you? I'm going to say it again. I'm going to emphasize it. Great teacher. Great theologian, great example. A great witness for the Father. Morphe, who in the form of God. Nature, form, appearance. The word form means a permanent constant being of a person. It is the very essence of a person. That part of him that never changes. It is the unchangeable person. I heard someone say I am the first and the last. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I heard someone say, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Does that sound like an ordinary person? Can I get a witness? Does this sound like an ordinary person? I am the beginning and the end. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Fourteen. 
Jesus Christ is in the form of God. William Barclay points out that there's another Greek word translated form, translated schema. In contrast, it means the fleeting outward form of a person that is always changing. For example, a man is always changing his schema in looks because of his age and his fashion. By his manhood, but his manhood, his schema never changes. Why'd you bring that up? Here's what I brought it up. Many of you Christians, I have no idea who I'm talking to. You are living like the world. And God wants you and me to be transformed. Can I get a witness? You're still living like the world. Schema. It is a word taken from the theater. The word, the world, is nothing more than a passing scene of a film that will soon end. The world is destined to end in its present form or fashion. The present state of things will cease just as the scenes of the film ceases. We, as believers, must keep this in mind. We must not live like the passing fashion of this world. We must live for eternity, keeping before our minds that time is so short. Christian, this is an admonishing for you and me. I admonish you. Don't live like the world. The world's passing away. Can I get a witness? You know it's passing. We must live like eternity, keeping before our minds that time is short. Time is short. I can't name them. But this week, three people who I know I didn't go to their funerals, but three people who I know, and probably people you know, they're passing. They went into eternity. Did you ever wonder where they're going to spend eternity? Sixteen. This means a glorious thing. Jesus of the same essence and being as the image of God. He is the eternal, unchanging God himself. He dwells in the very perfection and essence of God. He possesses the very attributes of God himself. Can I get an amen? amen. Well, what's one of the attributes of God? Eternity. He always was. He always will be. And he always shall be. What's another attribute of God? He's everywhere. 
at one time. Can I get a witness? But the most important question is, does the Lord Jesus live in your heart? That's the most important thing. Does he, as your personal Savior, live in your heart? And here's another Bible fact. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Did you get that? In Jesus, Colossians 2, 9, dwell all, not part, but all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I'm going to say it again for those who've never heard it. There's a man, the God-man in heaven, and he is the mediator between God and man. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say it again. You can look it up. Don't let anyone, including Brother Bruce again, read that Bible. In him, Colossians 2.9, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body. There is a mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Don't you know, Christian, that when you're resurrected, you're going to have a brand new body. I won't be limping up here anymore. I won't have people to pull me up on on the stage. Can I get a witness? My knees won't be bad. I'll be able to read properly. And so will you. I'm going to have a brand new body. I'm not bragging about Bruce. I'm bragging about you and me. And here's the funny part. I'll be able to taste that apple pie. I'll be able to taste that pure water. And don't get this wrong. I'll be able to... Let me get it right. I'll be able to taste a little wine. Would you get that? At the the table of the Lord. Sixteen, stay there. This means a most glorious thing. Jesus of the very essence of God. If I don't get anything over, I hope I get this right. I got everything else right so far. Let us make man in our image. It is God's desire to make you as a Christian into the image. Romans chapter 1. No, that's not Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 8. In the image of God's dear Son. Can I get a witness? Are you and I being conformed to the image 
of God's Son. Jesus, number 17, Jesus claimed to be such a perfection, revelation, I know it's a reflection of the Father that anyone who has seen him has seen the Father. That's my proof. John 14, 7 through 8. If you have known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. If you had known me, Philip, he was talking to Philip, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Can you imagine? Someone to say to you, when you have seen God, you have seen me. Can I get a witness? That's what Jesus said. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long and you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? And my father's in me. Can you imagine a person saying to you, when you see me, you've seen the father, and I am in my father, and my father's in me. That's what Jesus said. The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own initiative, but the father Abiding in me does his works. Can I get a witness? Another very real sense. Jesus said, I am in the Father. And the Father is in me. Where did that start? It started before the world began. And I want you to realize something. This same Christ, this same Logos, this same Lagos, how it is really pronounced, wants to be believe you, believe in you, and he wants to be in you. Can I get a witness? He wants to work out his total plan for your life right here, right now. How are you and I coming along with this plan? It takes time. It takes your soul, spirit, and body to say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Can I get a witness? Number 19. 
this is another version. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not known? No, excuse me. Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? I'm, I, I said, I'm glad I hesitated. Do you know him? Do you know him? Not just up here, but in here. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say she was the Father? This statement is so strong. Some people have misunderstood it to me that Jesus was claiming to be the Father. I want you to get this straight. There are some groups of people that say that Jesus is the Father. He's not the Father. Can I get a witness? Get it straight if you're going to preach it. That is incorrect. Jesus distinguishes himself from the Father throughout the passage and states not that he is the Father, but he is in the Father. The Father are, and, excuse me, I hope I didn't put this out right. The Father and the Son, I, I, somehow I got that wrong. They're separate persons, but they're in each other. Can I get a witness? I don't know how I got that wrong. Number 20. Nevertheless, what Jesus claims is astonishing. To want, if you want to see the Father... You, you cannot do any better than seeing the Son. Jesus, seeing Jesus, the Son, is as good as seeing the Father. In a sense, let me get it right. In a sense, it is seeing the Father because the Father is perfectly revealed in the Son. Jesus had essentially said the same thing earlier, but had not registered with Philip, um, what do you mean by that? He had talked to Philip before, or, but it didn't register. How many times has Jesus spoken to you, and you didn't get it? But finally, it came through, and you saw Jesus Christ as the eternal Son of God. Can I get a witness? He finally got to you that you were lost and you needed a Savior and you needed to be found and you needed a Savior. You were on your way destined to a Christless eternity and you needed a Savior. And he snatched you, if I may use that word, from the pits of chaos degradation he transported you out of the miry clay and he sanctified your soul and you were a redeemed creature yeah. 21 do you not believe that I 
am in the Father, and the Father's in me. The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own initiative, but the Father abiding. Get that. The Father abides in the Son. And I don't want to belittle what he said, but you know that Jesus wants to abide in you. Hebrews 11.3, talking of Jesus, and he is the radiance of his glory. Of whose glory? Some, several people said it. He's the radiance of God's glory. He's the essence of his nature. He is the radiance of his glory. And I don't know of anyone who could ever make such a claim as this. And the exact representation of God. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. Did you get that? Why do you keep on talking about this? I can't stop talking about Jesus. Whatever, whatever subject could I talk about? I talk about other things. Whatever subject I could talk, I could talk about Jesus. But look what he did. He upholds, Jesus upholds the entire galaxy. You got that? With his power. What kind of power was that? That's all mighty power. But the next thing is very important. When he had made purification of sin. Let me add this. Purification of what sins? Your sins and mine. And I feel so sorry for you if you're in this state. I'm a good guy. I'm a good girl. I do everything I can right. That's not good enough. You need your sins purified. Can I get a witness? You need a savior. I don't know who I'm talking to. Stop fooling yourself. If you go out of this life without Jesus, you go out in eternities lost forever. But this is something he did. After he made a purification of sins, he sat down. And many of you old people who heard this, not old in a sense, but old who heard this before. He sat down. Say he sat down. down. Did you know that in the Old Testament, the high priest could never sit down? There was no chair. But when Jesus sat down, there was a chair because he did it once for all, forever. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty. Who's the majesty? God. 
Yes, I'm looking at that chair. He rescued, number 22, he rescued us from the domain of darkness and translated, your word is translated, transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved sons in whom we have redemption. Who's the whom? Jesus. The forgiveness of our sins. He is the image of the invisible God. And I don't want you to get this wrong, because some people do. The firstborn of all creation. I can't go into that now. But it means he's preeminent. Jesus is preeminent over all. Not some, but all creation. Got to get a witness. For by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him. Did you get that? If he created all things, how could he be a creation? And for him, I'm going to save him for him. Save for him. You have been created for Jesus Christ. Did you get that? And you're not going to be satisfied without him. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a hole in everyone's soul. Whether you know it or not. If you don't know Jesus, there's a hole in your soul. And he wants you to come to know him. Can I get that amen? I'm almost done. He is before all things. I said this a long time ago. He is before all things. If he's before all things, that means he must be before time. No wonder he could say, before Abraham was, say it, I am. Why do you keep on talking about this? It was a great, I am, that died for your sins. It was someone who dwelled in eternity, someone who could say, I love you so much. Won't you come and let me save you? Can I get a witness? I don't want to start sniffing up her. He is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. Say hold together. Did you get that? The reason why I'm going slow is because I wanted to get in your noggin. All things hold together. I can't sing it, but I can sing the first song, first letter. He holds the whole world. Can you sing it with me? He holds the whole world. In his hands, he holds the whole wide world. In his hands, he holds the whole universe. In his hands, he holds the whole world. In his hands, can I get a witness? This whole universe is held together by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's the great, yes, I'm off course. He holds the great world. 
that you and me in his hands. One more and I'm done. I had 30 slides. Form of God. Here it is, my last one. When this word applies to God, his morphe, his form, must refer to his deepest. Who's deepest? To what he is in himself. To say that which cannot be reached by understanding or sight. Let me tell you something. Don't you try to figure out who God is. Just know he's, he's a God with no beginning. Can I get a witness? And you can't reach him by your understanding. I'll tell you one way you can reach him. By faith. By faith, if you trust in Jesus Christ, you'll come to know. So this is what God looks like. He looks like that person who said, who was in the form of God from the very beginning. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the light. And no one can come to the Father except through him. That's why Jesus said, I and my Father. Come and get me, Pastor. Are one. Let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you.